Welcome to Alternatives to AA. This is Joshua Robinson, and I've been three years sober. And I'm Monique Robinson, and I'm two years sober. And we're here on a mission to help make the difficult journey of sobriety even easier to manage. Nobody in my world ever thought that I'd actually manage to be sober. So now we're taking what we've learned in the last decade to be able to help you too. And we're not against AA. We just need to learn how to manage the other 23 hours of the day. From communication to relationships to self-care, we're going to show you how to cope when your triggers try to take you down. Join us every Monday at 6 p.m. to uncover not only how to live without alcohol, but to thrive in sobriety and to swap out your addiction for a better life with the help of Alternatives to AA. So let's go. It'll be three months. So oh, nice. it's, it's been a year and three months for me now. That's awesome. And like I said, my, my sobriety date's October 8th. So it was funny because I met my current girlfriend now. She's pretty much my wife, but my current girlfriend now, <laughs> she, uh, she kind of went through it with me too. This is kind of getting into when I went into rehab. What happened was, is, you know, I was still partying, still drinking my head off. And it was like October, it was October 7th, I want to say. I drank way too much the night before, October 6th going into the 7th. Yeah. I drank way too much. I drank, I think I seriously drank a whole handle by myself in a night. Oh my God. All by myself too. I wasn't even partying with anybody. I, I just drank it myself. Yeah, that's when you know you, you act, well, that's when you should know you have a problem. When, when you're just drinking, there's nobody there. Nobody. There's no party. Nobody there. You're it's me, NBA basketball or whatever <laughs> sport was on and just slugging drinks back. And I'm like, at this point, like I was just... I, like I was just in a bad place, man. I like mentally, I was just not okay. So you know, I I felt bad for Ashley too because I knew what, like I really wasn't in a in a good, yeah, crazy place, and she still stuck with me. Yeah, that's like, awesome. Man. And you know, like and thank like thank God because like she's my everything, man. Like she's oh, that's beautiful. She's everything for me, and it was it was nuts. I I like I said, I drank way too much. To October sixth, I I woke up October seventh, and I was profusively vomiting. I couldn't hold anything down. I was sick, man. Like I was I was hurting. Yeah, and it wasn't to the point where like I. You know, like I've gone through before, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to puke this out for two hours. Yeah. No, I was nonstop. I couldn't hold down any water. I couldn't hold down anything. Hmm. And I got so dehydrated. Like my body was so weak from puking up yeah. everything. I got so weak. And I, I called my mom because my dad was at work at the time. And I called my mom. I, and because this is when me and Ashley weren't like too, we were serious, but, you know, not crazy serious at yeah. the time. And I kind of said to myself, I'm like, oh, I got to go to the hospital. I, I got to get some sort of fluids in me. Yeah, like the IV. I have to get an IV just to stay hydrated. So my mom actually came and she, she picked me up. And I was getting in her car with a bucket, mm. throwing up in her car all the whole way to the hospital. Jesus. I finally get to the hospital. I go in and I told him straight up. I was like, I drank way too much. Like I'm, I can't hold anything down. Like I need, I need to get hydrated. My anxiety was through the roof. Yeah. I was like, I got to get some Ativan or, or something in me to just calm my nerves down. Like, yeah. cause I don't like hospitals. Like the <laughs> hospitals gave me really bad anxiety. Yeah. And I was like, all right. And that's another part of my drinking too is, was my anxiety. Like I started uh. getting really bad anxiety. So I would just drink to 
mellow myself out. Yeah. So I, I I was in the hospital and my mom was there with me when she took me. And I called my father and I told my dad, I said, hey, I just want to let you know uh, I'm at the hospital. Um, he's like, what? what? Why? You know, you know, asking. <laughs> I'm like, and I told him, I said, dude, I and both my parents knew I was drinking a lot. Yeah. Um, they knew. And I, I, I just I was I was drinking. I was drinking a lot. Yeah. And um, so my dad came to the hospital. And like I said, my, my parents are separated. Yeah. So it was kind of like they really didn't like they socially talked for me and my sister. Yeah. Um. They they like you know they still stayed in contact and you know they 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 didn't hate each other like it wasn't like that with, yeah. between them. Um. So my mom and dad were at the hospital and I was laying on the bed with an IV in me, hmm. and they're looking at me and like they're just like like shaking their heads man like you know, i'm just looking at myself and i'm like what did i put myself into yeah and i looked at the both of them and like they're crying mm. like both of them are literally crying looking yeah. at me and i'm just like oh geez what did i do mm. like and that at that point i realized that i hit rock bottom man yeah like it, i just hit it like i hit it hard and I just said, oh, my God, like, I really just hit rock bottom. And to me, it, to me, that was my rock bottom. A lot yeah. of a lot of other people had different rock bottoms. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, when you know, you know, I looked at my mother and my father and I said, I need to go get help. Yeah. And they said, are you seriously? And I said, I need to go to rehab. I have to. I got to go. I got to go. And for me to say that, it took a lot out of me, man. Like it 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 was just so hard to to even swallow that swallow it. Like just be like, yeah, I I got to go to rehab. Mm. I, I got to go get help. Yeah. Like I'm not in a good place. Huh. I'm mentally not in a good place. I said I just I got to go. So next day my mother and my father both drove me 45 minutes. I, I stayed yeah, they at were, They weren't playing around. They're like you want to go? Let's go. Yeah, like let's go. Like <laughs> dude, they knew, it. man. Like yeah. they knew and they were like, "All right, so we're going <sighs> to we're going to my mom was like my mom was really good with like research and stuff and everything like that and she yeah. was like, "All right, I'm on it." Like he already <laughs> said that he wants to he wants to be in this, yeah, so like, she, like, we're going. Yeah, like, they both knew, like, how bad my drinking was. Like, they would even talk about it on the side. Like, me not knowing that my parents would even talk about it. Yeah. And my sister, like, was affected by it because she was home. She wasn't in college at the time. She, you know, she was affected by my drinking every yeah. single night, passed out on the couch, whatever. So yeah. I went to Sunrise House in Lafayette, New Jersey. Okay. Um, and I got there October 8th, like I said, and that, that's when I had gotten there, um, early in the morning and, um, right as I first got there, um, you know, I had to like pack a bag, I had to bring clothes yeah. and I, I, I didn't know how rehab was, you know, <laughs> yeah. like all I knew was I'm going here to get help. Um, but I get there and they're doing all blood tests um so they can send it out to the lab and and see what's going on yeah. with like my liver levels oh, really? and, oh yeah the whole nine um 
and it was it's it's crazy to to think like being in rehab was like what is why why am i here like you ca- i'm kept thinking i'm like i know why i'm here but why am i here you know you know what i'm saying you felt like kind of like in a dream almost like <clears throat> what's going on is this real yeah ex- exactly and so the first week of rehab was like you do a detox um and that was we did we did a detox and they had to, they had you on an ativan taper because alcohol withdrawal is one of the worst withdrawals that you could you could go through. You could die from from alcohol withdrawal. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and they had us on Ativan Tabor to keep us from like seizing, whatever. Mm. So I did a week of that, and then um, you were locked in this specific specific floor. Like it, it was literally ju- it was just like a floor, like one floor. There was like four floors, okay. And you were just on one floor, and you could not leave that floor. You had your own bedroom. <laughs> You had a TV in there and then you like specific hours like we would be doing like a counselor would come up and do a meeting with you on that floor. You can't leave that floor, though, like breakfast, lunch and dinner all at exact times. Like they would bring up the food to us like it was like rehab was just it was I was not prepared for this at all. Yeah, would, it's, it sounds a, like a little bit like prison, but like a really nice prison. Yes, a, a bit, <laughs> yeah, really nice prison. But um, after the detox, they sent you down to like Gen Pop, like oh, general okay. community area. So yeah. you're not cooped up anymore because yeah, gotcha, you're, you're finally you got you know pretty much everything that was out of your system. Um, they probably you know, do that for like safety reasons because you know when you're going through that, yeah, you can be a little bit like pissy, right? And, oh, and, and like you know, it's like keep keep me away from people. For I was <laughs> I was flipping out on a lot of people too, oh, yeah. and that's the thing. Like, um, there was a lot of vets there too, yeah. a lot of like ex military, and just like pe- all all ages. Yeah, like I had a 65 year old in there with me on detox. Wow. I had like. 22 year old i had an 18 year old like it fluctuates it fluctuates between all different ages yeah it, man. it affects everyone everybody for sure it's it, yeah it affects poor people rich people all these you know like you go to aa meetings and you'll see like the, like some guy like yeah i'm like was a ceo of a company or this or that yeah it's, it's crazy it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter who you are it can alcoholism can get anybody for Any, sure anybody and yeah. so yeah like rehab was just you kind of went down to Gen Pop, and what what had happened is like the daily routine is you do eight meetings a day. Um, you said eight. Eight meetings a day. Wow. A day. That's it for time. for an hour each. So like so, a school, full school day. Yeah, pretty meetings. much. And then you'd have your breakfast, like breakfast before all the meetings. Gotcha. You go down, do a couple huh. meetings. Like you split off in the groups. They had like men and woman meetings because there was women in there as well. There was a woman wing, and then there was the men wing. Oh, for the each each floor. For oh, so sorry, for general population. For, for well, like there was a woman side and there was a, man, a men's side, oh, but okay. for like bunking, like where you stayed. Yeah. There was like on the opposite side of the building. There was the woman, and then on our side was like the men. Like we had three oh, okay. floors of like guys, and then they had three floors of like girls. Yeah. On their side, um, so it, it was. Like we had girls during the meetings and stuff like that, but some like like halfway through the day we would do 
you know, the guys would stay in the big the big room, and because okay. there was more guys than there were girls. Yeah. Um, and the girls would go into another room, and they would do their little talk, and then we would do our talk as the men, you <laughs> yeah. know, and that's just how it went. Um, but like it was nice because like they had a ping pong table, they had a workout oh, area nice. that you could do, like. Like yeah. it was like the Ritz Carlton of rehabs, pretty much. <laughs> like we had, we had a lot of stuff we could do, but it's just it, it, it's a lot in a day to do like eight meetings for an hour every single day. You're there. Yeah. Um. You're up at six forty five in the morning every single day. Very structured. Like that's just how they wanted it to be. It was a very yeah. I, structured. I could I could see why that is because when you're drinking, like things become less structured, mm-hmm. and then you just like you jump into you're just in, in chaos like everything's crazy all the time and so maybe that helps people like just get some structure in their life going you know? yeah i don't know <laughs> yeah it's that's i mean that's just how it was and uh i met a lot of good people and there are still people to this day that i still talk to oh, really? um from rehab um they're, they're they're good people man i mean we we did it together like we yeah. got out of there together it, like but I said to myself, like in that rehab, I said to myself, I'm like, I never, ever want to be back here. Mm. Like, cause there was just so like, it's, I'm not going to go into it all the yeah. way. Um, it's not a place that you want to be. I, I promise to anybody who watches mm. this podcast, like this, this yeah. is not a, a place you want to be because you just feel cooped up. You feel, uh, you feel terrible for even being there. Like, why did I do this to my family? You start thinking like, man, I, I got so many apologies, like amends necessarily that I got to go make to all the people that I heard during my drinking. Yeah. Like it, you it, it seems like, like so overwhelming. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. It's, it's really overwhelming. And it's, it's something that it really takes over your life. I, I just, I was not, like I said, I wasn't in a good place. And then I finally, I finally got the help that I needed. Nice. And when I got out of rehab, I did, I went out to some AA meetings. I started like doing some AA meetings right as I got out. Yeah. I started doing some AA meetings and I was like, <laughs> I was like, I, I like, Hey, I'm AJ. I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> like, doing all that like i'm like i i just it wasn't me yeah like i liked going there i like seeing people i I gotten a sponsor and i still have my sponsor till this day yeah no that's good but i don't need the meetings yeah like they don't they don't do it for you they they just it they just don't do it yeah and you know like when when you're on that roll and you're like, all right, I'm, I'm sober. Like me and Ashley started getting really serious together. Yeah. You know, I cut off a lot of friends in my life who, who all they did was just drink with me and yeah. they didn't respect my decision uh, of, me, smart. of me wanting to stop. Yeah. Like no one, like a lot of my friends didn't respect my decision other than my best friend. Yeah. And I just said, all right, you know what? So be it. Like I'm done. Like, yeah, because you just realized you could never, you never go back to that lifestyle. No, it's gonna I, fucking kill you. It. That's what I. That's how you it, thought? Yeah. yeah, and I knew it was gonna kill me because the my liver levels were in the four hundreds. Oh, what's normal? <laughs> Normal's like eighty sixty. Oh wow! And four hundreds, and once you start getting into the five hundred area, that's when you actually have cirrhosis of the liver. 
Oh, so yeah. I wasn't get like I didn't get yellow or anything like that, but I was like I could feel my liver hurting. It was on the way to. It to, it, it was. They said for they said probably five more years. Um, so I uh five more years would have been like twenty nine, almost thirty. I'd probably start losing my liver. Oh wow! Yeah, not. <laughs> I didn't want that to happen, man. Like I didn't uh, want to. I didn't want to be dead. No, at for that sure. Age. You know, I'm 25 now, so like I, I definitely didn't want to be. Definitely didn't want to be going at at such a young age. Yeah. But as I was saying, getting into you know after rehab, I, got, I started doing the AA meetings. You know, they were nice. It was it was good meeting people around the community who I knew would like kind of had the same problem. You know, like at, we're all alcoholics. Like yeah. you know, we're, we all know what we did. But it just wasn't giving me all that. Like, mm-hmm. like don't get me wrong. It was cool, like, going there and meeting people, you know, meeting my sponsor and everything like that. Um, but I just, it wasn't, like, the top of it, you know. I started getting back into work. I started working a lot more. Yeah. I started, you know, focusing other things, like, other ways to cope with, with stress, anxiety. Yeah. I just started using a lot of other methods, kind of, to... You know, what I got into was was guns. I started getting into, like, hunting. Yeah. I started getting into all these different kinds of things, you know, like working on my car, um, doing side projects, you know, um, going out with, with my girlfriend yeah. and, you know, having a nice dinner together or it, just anything to keep me busy was really what I used to, to keep me off the path. Yeah. And, like, my life just started kind of growing, like, like. I just becoming better, like yep. being a better person, like in general, like, wow, like I feel good. Yeah. Like I feel so good. Yeah. Why? I don't want to, I don't need a drink anymore. Exactly. What, what, a drink? Who? I feel good naturally. Yeah. Right? Like, dude. And then like, it's like baby steps, man. Yeah. Like, like, cause I really stopped going to AA meetings, mm-hmm. but it was like baby steps. And like, when I got out of rehab, that's right when like Thanksgiving was right around the corner. Oh yeah, that's the biggest drinking dude day of the year. Oh right? my Everyone gosh! Th- <laughs> and like I said, since I was 13 years old, yeah, I've been going to Thanksgiving and drinking sangria every year with uh, my family. <laughs> so this is the first year that since I was 13 that I did not drink on Thanksgiving. Do you feel weird? Oh, dude! It all oh, my cousins are getting drunk, and yeah. it's it felt weird, but I didn't have an urge. I yeah. did not have an urge to drink. Yeah. And that was the most incredible thing, man. Like awesome. going through that first holiday, especially Thanksgiving, which is my favorite holiday. Oh, yeah. Like I didn't drink. Like this is like huge accomplishment. Yeah. So then Christmas came around, you know, you do like mimosas in the morning, whatever. I didn't do that. Like I was <laughs> fine on Christmas. And um, then New Year's came. And I always partied on New Year's. Yep. Who didn't? You know, I always partied on New Year's. <laughs> so what I did is I just stayed home and relaxed with, with Ashley. That's, That's awesome. Me and her just kicked back. And she's not a big drinker. She No, she she doesn't drink, really. Doesn't drink. Like, very, very, very rarely she, she will actually have a drink. Gotcha. But she respects me as well yeah. that I don't drink anymore. But I told her, I said, listen, you, you're you not the one who has the problem. I said, I'm the one who has the problem. Yeah. I said, you can drink and you're fine. Like, mm-hmm. you're you're okay. Like, yeah. that's how much she doesn't drink, though. Like, she doesn't really drink at all. Yeah. But she always felt bad. Like, are you sure? <laughs> 
are you sure? And then that's what, like, all my friends, like, would say. Like, you know, like, my buddy, like, my best friend would come over for, like, football Sundays or something like that. Yeah. And he'd be like, are you sure I can have a beer? I'm like, bro, you can have a beer. Mm -hmm. Like, that's fine. I can't have a beer. Yeah. Like, it's fine, dude. And, like, as time started going on through my sobriety... It got so much easier, like dealing with like if we were going to like a Halloween party, if we were going to like any like birthday parties, birthday bashes. Yeah. It started getting so much easier for me to be around everybody and even just smelling it. Like yeah. I was fine. I didn't need it. Yeah. I was still having a great time being my goofy self and, and <laughs> still having a good time yeah, without can, the booze. And you can remember more of it too, probably. It, dude, I remembered <laughs> all of it. I remember all of it. And that's, that's always a good thing. That's the best part, you know, and and thank god for ashley man because she she kept me intact she really did and she she stuck with me through my worst like yeah. through my rock bottom yeah and and stuck with me and and said you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna give this guy a chance and if she didn't give me a chance i wouldn't be where i'm at today you know we gotta we're expecting in july yeah that's so awesome. that's like huge man like it's just another step like things are going in the right way yeah exactly and there's there's so many other ways that you could i, I don't know how to like, like get how, that feeling yeah get that excitement get that excitement there's so many like you said lifting like yeah. you like to do lifting yeah um there's just so like there's so many other ways and like once you hit that rock bottom for me once i hit that rock bottom and i started really realizing like wow i i can there's so many other different opportunities yeah. i started going back to work everything just started falling into place like i wasn't calling out of work yeah. i was waking up early going to work coming home making dinner for me and ashley like i was doing what i should should have been doing in the first place yeah but without the booze this time yeah, that's awesome. And that's that. That's the best part is, you know, like I was fortunate enough to not get into as much trouble as I probably could have gotten into. Yeah, I, I thought. Yeah, I thought you're like, thank God you didn't drive because then you would have. There have been a lot more issues. You know? I think if I drove, it would have been really bad. Yeah. Um, I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I really am, and you know, hearing a lot of other people. <laughs> talk about alcoholism especially people who who are on the sobriety path it's it's pretty it's pretty cool to hear from them like and hear their stories too it's cool to hear from a lot of other people because yeah. i've heard a lot of crazy stories yeah sure you know <laughs> i I'm, i know a guy who's paralyzed because he got into a car accident and driving while drunk and yeah. he's and he's paralyzed from the waist down and I, imagine like just that takes takes it takes you away man like i don't know if i would would want to still be living honestly if something like that happened i'd feel so stupid like i'd just like be hating myself so much that i got myself into a situation and then now i'm like now i'm paralyzed like what am i gonna do yeah i, I mean obviously like that sucks yeah that sucks. it's i i i felt so bad for the guy but like also like he says you can't dwell on the past. You just got to look at the future now. You know. True. He said it is. He. I remember. He even said he's like it is what it is at, mm -hmm. at this point. Like I just got to keep moving on with my life. And you know that was good advice for me. And as as what I do is I take it one day at a time. Yeah. You know, and sometimes you got to take it one second. One. It, it gets down <laughs> to minutes and seconds with that kind of stuff, man. Especially yeah. being who we are. I take it one day at a time. That's what I live by. 
Yeah, and I agree because, you know, even like when things are going good in life and you're on like an upward trajectory, you know, life is still going to, you know, kick you in the balls sometimes or whatever, you know, and like knock you down. And and that's that's when it gets hard. Mm-hmm. because And then you go, well, I've been doing everything right. Why is this happening to me? Like stuff like that is when it gets scary, like for me. And like, so I'm like four years sober, but there's still days when it still crosses my mind that I want to drink. Mm-hmm. Like I never, I never drink. And if I'm like at a party, like I'll look at drinks for a long time. Like mm-hmm. I won't want to drink, but I'll just like be like looking at a drink for like four minutes sometimes. I've, I've, do- I've done that. I, yeah. I see myself looking at like, you know, a, a beer. Yeah. For it's like, I just like in the trance and then I like get myself. Out yeah. It. Like it, I don't know what it is. You just like look at it and you're like, sometimes like it gives you like a flashback a little bit of like, I think that's what it is. I remember like what, that sh- that shit used to do to me. Yeah. Like, oh my god. And then and then when you're at parties too and you see all these drunk people and how stupid they oh. act. <laughs> oh my god, it's, man. That's that's probably the biggest motivation to not drink. Like oh. you go to your first party sober and you're just like, what the fuck? What's going on? And you're like, is this really fun? This isn't this doesn't really seem that fun. <laughs> But when you're experiencing it and when you're drunk, you think it's the best thing ever. But then when you see it in actuality, like reality, it's it's totally different. Yeah. Sure. And, you know, there's a lot of people say like when they first like kind of admit to the fact that they're an alcoholic. And unfortunately, it sucks to say, but some people get it. But and some people don't like if you want to live how we live, then you're going to do what we do. Like you're going to you're going to find those solutions mm-hmm. that that can get you through, yep. you know, the obstacles that can life can throw at you at any time. Yeah, that can be a huge thing for people like in, in the beginning for people. You're like, oh, what do I do? You know, like I'm tight on money. It, it can be whatever. I just got in a fight with, oh, excuse me, yeah. with my girlfriend or I got into a fight with my dad, my mom. Mm. It doesn't matter what it is. Like it's something that puts stress on you or something that that irks you. Mm. Like my mind always went to, I'm going to go drink. Yep. I'm going to go drink. This is going to fix everything. Mm. You know, it's going to fix all my problems. But that wasn't the case. <laughs> it didn't fix any problems. All it did was make problems worse. Yeah. And that's sure. all it ever did. And I, uh, you know, like I got when I became sober and I got through, you know, rehab and everything like that. I started like I, I learned a lot of stuff actually at rehab, um, like coping skills and, you know, th- just and what I found best for me, because it's different for other people. Yeah. Like it, it, what I can do is give opinions for and sure. what I've done for me. But for what had, what worked best for me was to just stay busy Stay busy. Like stay busy, like get into a routine, mm-hmm. kind of like I did in rehab. Get into a routine, mm-hmm. um, go home, like go to work, make money, mm-hmm. go home, come home to a great girlfriend, yeah, make dinner for us, sit back, watch a movie, and relax. Yeah, like dude, I love staying at home now. Like I love being home. <laughs> I love just going home, relaxing, not touching a drink, and just spending quality time with her. Yeah. Like, especially now with her being pregnant and everything, like, especially now, because, you know, she's, she's got my baby inside of her and it's just, dude, it's awesome. Life, life falls in the good places, man, when you're sober. Dude. Yeah. I, oh, I totally agree. It's, and it can change so quick too. Mm. And that's what like a lot of people that like, you know, they're just so down and 
and they're like, well, if I start, like, it's not going to get better. It gets better, like, really quick. It does. Like, if, if, you actually, if you actually put in the effort, mm-hmm. you can change your life around in a couple of years. Easily. For sure. Easily. Um, yeah, like, one, two years, three years. But you just have to put in a little effort, you know? Yeah. And I, I, maybe I shouldn't say a little effort. You've got to put in a lot of effort. But it's it's but it's possible. Like, it, And for anybody out there who, who thinks it's impossible... Mm-hmm. And you, like, people hear this all the time. They're like, oh, come on, stop telling me this. Stop yeah, telling yeah, yeah. me this. I've heard it. I've heard I've heard it. Uh, uh, you don't have to tell me twice. Like, listen, yeah. like, don't be afraid to admit that you have a problem. Like, that's the, that's the hardest part is, is admitting that we have a problem. Yeah. Like, that's the hardest part for people. Yeah, I agree. And it's... When you finally admit that and you start getting on the right path and you start doing the stuff that you need to do yeah. and you're not being stupid anymore, yeah. you realize like, holy crap, I, I really can do this. Yeah. And that's that's kind of how it started with me, man. Like it started at a young age and then I just – and addiction runs in my family too. Mm. And I kind of – I knew that, but I never thought of anything of it until I hit that rock bottom point. And yeah. usually that's what it takes for some people is to I, to hit rock bottom. Yeah, I would agree. You know, there's there's people who come to me still and they're, they're like, hey, like I know you've been sober. How can I get sober? Mm. I said, well, one, stop drinking. <laughs> I said, that, that's like one of the biggest things you could do to, to get sober. And I – you know, it it just kind of it goes. It, it's kind of like it gets in a flow a, a, a little bit. You know, like w- when you first started getting sober, what what did you what what did you start doing? Like differently? Yeah, just like in in, in general. I, like you said, I preoccupied my time with Monique, mm-hmm. and we were just work. We were just like, all right. Because we were both going through it at the same time. Oh, really? So, okay. So, yeah. So, yeah. We both kind of made an agreement. Like, I'm, I love you and I want to be with you. But if if I'm going to live, like, with her, I was like, we both got to stop drinking. And if you drink, I'm out of here. Because I am so committed to not drinking that if you do that, then it's... And I, this I is you can't. saying it to her? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And just because, like, I was so committed and and she was still drinking here and there... And I, w- I already like stopped for a month or so, but I was like, this is, I, my life depends on it. Right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was just occupying my mind with just good things instead of, instead of the bad. Right. And also, like you said, I knew I had a problem mm-hmm. and, and that's the biggest part. You got to like live in truth. Right. And you can't like, I don't lie about anything ever mm-hmm. <laughs> because no, for real, it's like, if I do it, it it just it makes me it makes it easier for me to lie and then lie to myself about things and then next thing I next at least in my mind I think next thing to happen would be like maybe getting back into drinking because mm-hmm. I would tell myself it's okay you haven't drank in four years like have one right now but yeah um, yeah it's interesting for sure uh, yeah and that's not the case you know like you'll think in your head sometimes like ah. Oh. I could easily have this drink right now. <laughs> That's what happened last time. I was sober for four years. Mm. So this is, it's kind of weird because I'm coming up to that four year mark again. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I've been thinking about drinking more recently. Um, well, it's because it's on your mind from what happened the last time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? Like, and I was, I, I was four years sober. Everything was fine. The girl 
that I was going on a date with, she she wanted to go do a wine tasting thing. No. I said, no, no, I said like, no big deal. I, I convinced myself that I would only have like a couple sips and, and pretend that I didn't have a problem. Mm. Well, you know, what ended up happening is I took a lot of, you know, probably like a whole bottle worth of wine through uh, like tasting, you know? <laughs> And so that was not good. <laughs> nope. But it, it got that crazy right away. So within like a month, I was like drinking hardcore again after four years of not drinking at all. Holy crap. So, you know, that's another thing. You can be sober for like a long time and mm -hmm. you make one mistake mm -hmm. and you're right back where you started. Yeah. Like, literally right back. It's not like you're starting yeah. over again. Yeah, unfortunately, I know I know a couple people who had 12, 13 years. Oh, I know wow. a guy I know a guy who had like 40 years. Oh my god. And someone passed away. And next thing you know, he got back on the he got back on. You know what? Like if Monique ever passed away before I did, I could definitely see that being a huge struggle. It is. Because she was also the person that helped support me through it all. It, it, it's true, but and, and you know, like it, it's hard to even think about that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, I, I think about all every possibility though. <laughs> well, that's who we are. We think about every single possibility. Yeah, you know, we 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 look at every every single possibility and aspect of of everything. Yeah, and you know, it's I'm I will say I'm I'm very blessed to be sober. I do have a year and three months in, but awesome. I just got to keep going, man. Like, yeah. that's all it is. I got a lot coming up. I got, you know, both of, both of our wives are, are pregnant. Yep. You know, we got, we got a lot of stuff coming up, good, good stuff, you know, you know, back to working. Ashley has a great job. You know, we both do well for ourselves, and, awesome. you know, it's only good things to come forward now. It's only good things. Yeah. And it, like I said, it, it's. Us being alcoholics is never going to change. No. It's never, ever going to change. We will always have this mentality. It's not something that goes away after two, three years. Yeah. It's always going to be with you. Yeah. Like, it's always, always going to be with you. So, it's kind of like a second job a little bit. Like, yeah, if you sure. think about it, it's a little like a second job. Yeah, that can be... It can be really exhausting at times. It can. It gets. It gets but you gotta still go to it. <laughs> second it, job. <laughs> you still gotta go to your second job because if you didn't have, if you didn't have the second job, where would we? You, you, you would think where you are today, and I'd I'd be on a very bad path right now. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's something like you talked about. You always gotta maintain, and I think a lot of people think like like you're saying after a couple of years, oh you're good, and that's what I thought, and. Like, it's something you constantly have to deal with every day. Some days it's not hard, but other days it's a it's a big struggle. But you got to keep fighting, you know, that urge, you know, mm -hmm. to, just, to just drink. But yeah, it's it gets it gets crazy. Oh yeah, it for gets, sure. It gets it really does. It gets it gets it gets crazy, crazy, crazy. But you know. You just gotta you gotta stay positive. That's like one of the biggest things is you just stay positive. Mm -hmm. D find those outcomes and and things that you can do to keep you on the right track. Yeah, you know if you're stressed out, find out what helps you with stress. Find out what helps you. You know, 
when when you get into a fight with somebody or you know things aren't going your way say like you had a crappy day at work yeah you know find something that's gonna that's that's gonna do something instead of going right to alcohol yeah you know like that's what a lot of us alcoholics go to and yeah mine instantly goes there we have to program it to have some other choices right mm -hmm. so if your mind's instead of going just to alcohol maybe make a couple more options like oh i'm gonna go i don't like you know go into the jacuzzi or something yeah oh, i'm going to instead of drinking and I'm going to stay in there for 20 minutes. And if I still feel bad, I'll like go do something else. Yeah. I could do something else. Like, yeah. but yeah, you just got to find those things for me. It's kind of interesting. Cause, um, like I find that the things I enjoy the most were things that I enjoyed when I was a kid, mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure that's actually not interesting at all. And it's, it's probably the norm, but I didn't understand that. Like, so my dad was so into nature and stuff and okay, like yeah. or organic farm stand is called a, uh, that's cool though, yeah. man. That's something that you like, you like to do. And like, yeah. So I love nature. So mm -hmm. I just started going for walks on a nature trail nearby and I've been feeling so much better. Like just cause you don't, you don't drink anymore does not mean like every day you're like, Oh my God, I feel so great all mm -hmm. the time. Right. So that kind of helped me out. And another thing that I've started doing recently in the mornings, I'll take like a, a cold shower for like six minutes. Really? <laughs> cold shower? It sounds horrible and it is, but after you do it, you feel really good. I'm going to have to start trying that <laughs> cold shower. Yeah, I know like a lot of people are doing the, the cold bath and now, you know, yeah, like, I've, the, I've been hearing. Them. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, I'm not going to buy a thousand dollar tub just so I can freeze in it. Like <laughs> I have a shower, so I'll just do that. And it's pay for water probably anyway. Yeah. So <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. But yeah, it's like, it's like 50 degrees. And so that's kind of cold. That's cold enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so all these different things. And then I'll, I'll go to the gym too. And honestly, for a first time in my life, I actually feel like relaxed, mm -hmm. which is, not normal for me. So it's, it's kind of funny because at the gym, I, I haven't been having as much rage. We talked, you, you kind of talked about the anger thing, which mm. I think is really common in a lot of uh, alcoholics. And yeah. they don't, a lot of times, they don't know where, it came, where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know until recently. Like I was three and a half years sober and then I found out why. Hmm. You know, like, I, but it was like, repressed stuff from when I was a, a kid and whatnot. And that's that was a lot of part of my problem with my parents separating. I mean, not to say anything, no, you know, no, about my parents. Like, yeah. it's just how it, it happened to me. Like, yeah. it, you know, that's just how, how it was. Yeah, and you probably felt like, you know, is it my fault? Like, Yeah, did I do something? Like, like, or it just even just like the, the mind games that it kind of plays on you too. Like, yeah. do you think like how the hell did my parents get separated? Like, yeah. And then you're like, you start thinking so many other different things in your head. Like, how did this happen? Mm. And it's so like, it, unfortunately it's traumatizing as even as a 16 year old, a, a sophomore in high school, yeah. it's still, it's still traumatizing, man. Like, I can't imagine it. It, it sucked. Like everything was so perfect between, between them. And then next thing you know, it was, it's just you know and i found out you know like 
other things that had happened, but yeah. it goes both ways. It takes two to tango, man. Oh, I it, agree. T- it takes two to tango. So <laughs> I agree. It's not something that you know, like I don't suppress on it anymore. I got a great stepdad. Mm. You know, I got my. I love my mother. I love my father, mm. and I forgive. You know, yeah, and I forgive, and that's a big part of. You know, being an alcoholic too is I, I, I had to make my amends, and hopefully, people for forgave me of some of the stupid shit I would do when I was drunk. Yeah, you know, like I would do some stupid stuff, man, stuff where I don't even remember doing. Yeah. like you know, and I, I tried to make those amends to as many people as I could. But the people who really stuck by me the most was like my best friend, who my best friend Justin. Man, he he stuck by through everything with me. Like mm. he drove, he, he even went when they dropped my parents dropped me off at rehab. He even went with them to drop oh, me really? off at rehab. Like, <laughs> dude, he you know like he was a big part of it. And then when I got out of rehab, me and Ashley really started getting serious. And you know her mom like me end up like meeting her mom, and you know her her parents are separated too. So oh, meeting okay. her stepdad. And, you know, she told them about, like, me being an alcoholic, you know, and her mom and stepdad don't drink at all. Okay. And um, they kind of, they took me in, too, kind of like as, like, you know, like as a son, kind of, in a way. And they they know that, uh, like, I'm on the right path and I'm treating their daughter with uh, the utmost respect. Like, you know, I love this girl to death. Mm. And that's another good thing is to have, you know, like to have that bond between them and like, know that like, I got something here to, to live for. Like, it's important, especially with the baby coming now, you know, like I, I'm, I'm excited, you know, like it's something we weren't planning, but (laughs) it happened. It is what it is, man. It's a blessing in disguise in a kind of way. Like I'm, I'm excited to be a father. Yeah. And honestly, like once that happens for you, the, you know, you're talking about the bonds, mm. it's going to be even stronger because that's what, so that's honestly, I think a lot of reasons why, why a person starts to drink is because a certain bond is broken. Mm. And yep. they can't find something that can replace it. So I agree. you end, is, end up bonding to alcohol. And then you bond, bond to it so much that like it ends up being, like you said, all you bond to. Mm-hmm. So what so about, one thing you turn to. Yeah. And so, but like once you have a kid and everything, from what I've heard, it's oh. like that bond is even stronger, supposedly, which is kind of terrifying, but <laughs> but it's it's supposed to be more of a bond than with your own wife. Some people have said. I don't I don't it, know if that's it, true. It's just a different kind of bond. I I um, was gonna say it's probably like a different kind yeah. of uh, different kind of bond, but you kind of look at it in a way like, wow, we created this together, dude. It's crazy. Yeah, it, it just it, it like crazy. it. Ah, dude, when when I found out like I'm going to be a dad, man, mm. I couldn't wait to tell people. But we <laughs> we wanted to wait to kind of like tell people, and um, it, it, it's just it's it's like everything leading up to where I'm at now. Mm. Like I went in the right direction. Yeah. Like, and I'm so glad that I did. Like, yeah, and you I can st- see where it's going. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm going to be a dad in July. Yeah. Like and. We're having a baby boy, so she's 
Ashley's out at Old Navy buying clothes. I'm like, Ash, we're gonna get plenty of clothes. Like, don't worry about, um, <laughs> don't worry about buying all this stuff now. Yeah. But she's like, she's excited, she's man. She it. and she's like, I got so much support from her, man. Like, mm-hmm. with everything that I I have been through, and you know, being with her now, um, it, it definitely settled me down a lot. And yeah. it, you know, it settled her down too. Yeah. Like you guys it, are both supporting each other. Exactly. And that's kind of like how you and Monique are, yeah. you know, like you guys both support each other. And that's like the biggest thing. Like it, it's rough because sometimes people don't have that supportive system, like support system around them mm-hmm. or support group or support family, wh- whatever you want to say. Some people yeah. don't have that support and it's you hard try to go, go seek it out. No matter. I, I would suggest it because it's the most important thing. If you don't have it, you can't do this yourself. No. You you can try to, but it's impossible. If if you could say, if you try to say to yourself that you can do this yourself. No. There's no way that's happening. There's no no way. Yeah. There's no way. But, you know, like, especially if you're like, you you consider yourself a tough guy, you can easily go that route, right? I'm going to do it myself. Um, good luck yeah good luck it's not gonna happen yeah and yeah that's just i was gonna say one thing about the baby stuff like when you feel the the first kick that's gonna be amazing yeah she's not at that point i I know that's something to look forward to i actually felt the foot her um emily's foot we're having a girl Mm -hmm. i felt her foot like touch my hand like both of her feet yeah just oh and i was just like uh, Did you get emotional? Quick, yeah, I was, I was yeah. Just like tearing, tearing up, but laughing, tearing, and I was like, "Yeah, I, I get emotional every time I actually like just even talk about her. It's crazy. She's uh, not even here yet, dude. It's but it's it's awesome it's, for sure. It's life changing, bro. Yeah. And you know, oh, like I said, we're having we're having a baby boy. Oh yeah. That's so awesome. me and, me and her like at first like she was like oh what, what do you want i was like it's a, it, does, it doesn't matter to me as long as my baby comes out healthy that's all that matters to yeah, me but sure. low-key she knew i wanted to have a boy oh yeah low-key low key she, she knew <laughs> and i and when when we found out it was a boy i was like yes let's go like nice. this i'm like nice i'm getting my boy that's um awesome. but it's just it's incredible man i was the first one to cry when we found out that she was pregnant oh, uh, yeah. I was the first one to cry. She didn't even cry. Like, and I thought she would be the one crying, but no, yeah. it, was, it was me, Mr. Tough Guy over yeah, here. Yeah. Um, tough guys usually have the biggest hearts for sure. They a hundred percent too, man. A hundred percent. But no, man, that, that's so awesome. Yeah. So happy for you guys. Yeah, it's it's incredible, dude. It, it really shows that you can get through. You can you can get through anything if you yeah. put if you put your mind to it. If you put if you put the work in, the work will it it will show. Yeah, for sure. Like it will show. You're gonna have your shitty days, like you like everybody does, man. Everybody yeah. has their shitty days. Yeah, but it's gonna show in, in the long run. That it's gonna show. Yeah, no, I agree. And a lot of alcoholics might like like yeah yeah sure like when we're saying this, but this is all real. Like if you put the work in, it definitely you'll see the results eventually. Yeah. You will, for sure. A hundred percent. Thanks for listening to Alternatives to AA. If you would like to contact us directly, please shoot us an email at alternatives2aa2021 at gmail.com. We also hope that you continue to join us on Mondays at 6 p.m. You can watch us live on YouTube. You can subscribe to us that way as well. 
You can leave us a five-star rating and follow us on Spotify. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, we ask that you please leave a rating and an honest review. We'll see you next week. Bye.